Hello there, and welcome to the Big Boss Book Club. Thank you for listening to the Big Boss Book Club. You can follow us on Instagram at Big Boss Book Club, Twitter at Big Boss 010, and on Facebook at Big Boss Book Club. Uh, you can support the show by giving us a follow on any of those social media platforms, uh, a review on any of the platforms that the podcast is available, such as uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and, and Google Podcasts, as an example. You can also subscribe to the show on any of those platforms as well, so you get the show sent straight to you on its release. Um, our link tree is also available on our Instagram and Twitter accounts. Uh, thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it, and enjoy the rest of the show. Hello, welcome to this week's episode of the show. Um, so, yeah, it's been a big week, couple of weeks in the world of flesh and blood. Um, I wasn't going to, I was going to try and hold off doing another flesh and blood episode. Um, so I was looking through my Instagram feed and I was like, wow, I post a lot of stuff about flesh and blood. Like a lot. And I don't want that to be all I'm, <laughs> all I'm about. Um... So, but there's been quite a lot happening the last couple of weeks. I thought it was important to to at least get it down and 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 have a a chat about it. We discussed Fab Two Point updates a couple of weeks back now. Since then, we've had a few more bits come up. Massive banned and restricted announcement. Some massive changes in there. A huge unveiling in terms of the upcoming uprising set, which we we did briefly touch on in, in the Fab 2.0 episode and a very controversial ending to the calling in Taiwan so I wanted to really just go over those mainly um, I did manage to get to a local armory event in uh, Northwich um, at the Geek Retreat there I'll go into a little bit about that as well um, but essentially I'll do what I did kind of last time I'll split the episode into three segments and we'll look at each segment of the, the latest news and updates in the world of uh, flesh and blood <laughs> so we'll do them in their own parts so we'll jump straight in it's, it's probably the shortest part of the episode the uh, the calling in taiwan controversy um so the, the 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 past weekend when i'm recording this the calling took place in taiwan um the top eight was being streamed by uh, dm armada and uh, flake via youtube um, I'm not sure I could have fit any more plugs in there if I wanted to. But uh, essentially we saw the final was going to be Chain versus a Bravo star of the show. So we had um, uh, uh, Li Hang Ye playing Chain and Lu Sheng Zhu playing star of the show. I really hope I got their names right. I've probably butchered them. Um, it won so that was the final. So I was interested straight away because I have mentioned, I think, that essentially I decided to put Viserai back in the folder give him a, you know, it's it's not him, it's me. We're just in different places. I think we need to take some time apart. <laughs> um, but I've decided I'm going to play Chain for a bit. So when I saw that the Chain was going to be in the finals, I was like, oh my lord, I need to watch this, because clearly I'm, I'm going to learn something from it. Quite early into the game, um, the star of the show throws a fused Oakenold, it hits, so he gets to choose the two cards from Chain's hand to put on the bottom of the deck. Now at this point, there's a really sly bit of manoeuvring. So he puts the three cards down. Um, Lu Sheng picks two of them. Lu, Lu Sheng's own. 
Ah, uh, Shengzhen, I think, is his surname, so it'd be Lu. But the, um, choose, anyway, chooses the two cards he wants to put on the bottom. Uh, Li Hang moves the cards back, picks them, like, separ- almost separates them, looks at them, and does this weird, very sly swap, where he swaps one of the cards for the card that wasn't chosen, because there was only three cards in his hand. And then puts the two cards on the bottom of the deck, as you expected to. And they continue to play. Now, this the game continues for a good little bit of time after this happens. I had to watch it about four or five times just to kind of get a, a thingy of it. Because I saw the, the judge come on and then the feed cut and it, and it went back to Flake and um, uh, Dear Mamada. And I was just like, what's going on here? But then it basically announced that the star of the show player, uh, Lu Sheng Zhong, had, had been declared the winner. Um, they believed that the um, a chain player had, had cheated and not had, had you know had swapped the cards around. So um, yeah, I mean it's a sneaky move. Uh, it kind of reminds me of having to watch a certain opponent at a, a versus tournament, like a hawk, because they had a, a bit of a knack of not necessarily playing by the rules. Um, they still lost in the end as well, which I thought was really funny. And I did talk about it in the episode two of the first season, the Versus System episode. So I'd, I'd recommend going back and listening to that because I think it's quite a funny, funny story in itself. Um, I mean, so luckily this this appeared to have been caught pretty quick. Judge comes in, as I said, the feed got caught. And basically they announced that the star of the show had won. Um, my thoughts on this were a little bit thingy. So... I don't understand why. I don't understand why Li Hang felt he needed to cheat because there was no real reason to. I mean, even if he'd lost the game, it wouldn't have really made much of a difference because I think even coming out of that in second place, I think someone mentioned he was still going to be walking out with like three grand in prize money. I think it was dollars, but it's still, I think it was three grand he'd have been walking away with. I mean, and a PTI and promos and stuff, so Playmat, you know, all that type of jazz. So what, I think the difference between him and first place wasn't that much. So it kind of feels like a little bit sad that he took such a big risk while being recorded, because he was on stream, he was live on stream, he must have known they were filming it. You've got the judge sat right there and a judge watching the stream. So you've you've got multiple people literally watching you like a hawk. He must have known that it wasn't going to pan out for him. (laughs) So it's just a bit silly that he's lost out on that prize money. He's lost out on all the promos and the the play mats and all that type of stuff. For no real reason. Um, It doesn't doesn't mean any logic to me to, to do that. Um, the one positive thing is they, they handled it really quickly and very efficiently, um, unlike the UK Nationals, which I still feel were handled appallingly. Um, you know, there was clearly blatant um, poor conduct being carried out and nothing ever came of it. So, you know, for the, the, the Taiwan um, judging crew to be on it and be like, no chance, mate. Is, is is wonderful and I do hope that type of conduct and, the, and even the repercussions of what happens I does hope I, I do really hope it's it cuts that type of behavior down 
Um, but essentially, the result is that the star of the show is, is still going to be involved in the ProQuest season. Is still going to be involved in the Pro Tour. He teeters on the edge of becoming the second living legend uh, in the game, um, which we'll go into a little bit. However, um, he, again, he will still be online throughout May. I imagine at the end of May, though, he'll he'll be uh, he'll be long gone. Um, so as I said, that's probably the shortest part of the episode, so we'll go for a quick break, we'll come back and we'll jump into part two, which is actually the um, updated band and restricted announcement. So we'll be right back. Welcome back. Okay, so part two. This will be a little bit longer than part one, I, I, I think. So, uh, part one, obviously, we had a, a brief touch on the uh, the issues in Taiwan. Um, but then, following this, there was, an, there was a little bit of a call for an earlier update to the banned and restricted list. Because, essentially, this was originally due to be done on the 2nd of May. Um, surprisingly, the day this episode will be coming out, I think. Let me check my dates. Yes, it is. Wow. Damn. This year's going, um, but there was a lot of call online. I know, like Breezy was 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 very much like asking people to retweet and Kugain games and stuff were all on it. Like, come on, guys, you can't. It's like two weeks from May second till the pro tour. You can't leave all these players like not knowing what's happening, and give them two weeks to to practice. So that kind of got. I don't know if I helped. I kind of like to think it did, but essentially, 25th of April, they announced some big changes in terms of Classic Constructed. So, we saw one card banned, which was Awakening, um, which makes a lot of sense. It does give Star of the Show and Oldham a, a massive comeback plan, and... Since they're both really good at mitigating damage anyway, or or even just letting people punch them in the face while they build up their own strategy, it was very harsh, especially more so in Star of the Show, I think, than than Oldin. But so um for context, Awakening, when played, creates seismic surge tokens equal to the difference between your health and your opponent's health, provided you're on less health than them. So it, it, you do have to be getting your your butt whooped before this will trigger. If you reveal an Earth card, you get to fuse it, and then it doubles the number of surge tokens you make. Following on from that, you then get to go search your deck for an attack that's equal or less, the uh, a cost equal or two or less than the number of tokens you just made. So if you think you're letting your opponent just, just wail on you, you throw Awakening. Uh, my mate played it in a game when we were testing, he play he created like twenty eight seismic surge tokens. Obviously, there's nothing cost twenty eight in the deck, but it literally meant he could just go get anything he wanted. It was it was it was horrible. And then on his turn, he triggered uh, Star of the Show's ability. He threw a pulverize, which is like fourteen damage at me for zero cost, plus two damage, so it was on sixteen. Dominate, so I could only defend with one card in my hand, and go again. What can you do? <laughs> Absolutely nothing. So, so Star of the Show is, is typically getting a lot of advantage out of that. Old him, not so much, but it's still a, a very... It's, in fact, it's almost counterintuitive to what Old him's trying to do, because Old him is trying to not take damage. But I guess it's a nice thing to have if you are taking damage. 
So yeah, I kind of get why they've banned it. it. It does make sense. And things can get unbanned. You know, down the line, it may come back. This is something that is good about banned and restricted lists. You see it in Yu-Gi-Oh! all the time. You can play three Raigekis now in Yu-Gi-Oh! I remember a time you couldn't play one. So, you know, it's it's uh, it's it's up to the company. Um, the next change was to suspend, which was something we discussed briefly in the 2.0 episode, Autumn's Touch, until Star of the Show becomes a living legend. Which just kind of makes sense. Autumn's Touch is, was pretty much the Earth card of choice. And losing this does mean he needs to try and find an alternative. It definitely, whatever he finds, isn't going to be as optimal in terms of um, cost and attack and stuff like that. Obviously this isn't the same in old him. So once Star of the Show does get uh, knocked out, old him will get access to it again. So it's not even that big of a deal him again, he's still not, you know, the main man in tournaments. The big bombshell change was actually changing Bloodsheath Skeletor to add it to the suspended list as well. Until Viserai, uh, Runeblood becomes a living legend, which I don't think is going to be that soon. Um, there are people doing a lot better than, than Viserai in the, uh, the table. Um, it had been thrown around that once Starvo... Oh, sorry, star of the show um, gets living legended. The Viserai would become pretty much the main man because there's the cards that are out, the combos that are there are really good. There's always going to be ways to beat him, but he's going to have a good matchup against most people. So there was a lot of complaints going around on the interweb, talk about things like the sh the blood sheath and Sonata interaction and stuff like that. So. They've basically said, okay, we're just going to suspend Bloodsheath until Viserai goes, and then it'll come back. Since Chain isn't playing it, and I can't see Briar playing it, there's probably, maybe she just wants the two armour. But I would have, I would probably put her down as playing Tunic over, over Bloodsheath anyway. But we might get another legend, uh, Runeblade coming down the line. They might take advantage of Skeletor, so we'll see what happens. But I do think it's a it's it's a good thing to get it gone. Another interesting move actually was to move Seeds of Agony from the ban list to Suspended, and it's now suspended until Chainbound by Shadow becomes a living legend. Which again, I don't think is going to be any time soon. Um, once they got rid of Seeds of Agony originally, Chains. And even when Briar came out, Chain's tournament standings pretty much disappeared. <laughs> um, so he's he's still quite high on the list. He is top four, but he's not he's not that close to being a living legend yet. So, but what's interesting about this change is it kind of hints that there's a new Shadow Room Blade coming. Because why bother moving it to suspended when? Until he moves out of the pool. Because once he moves out of the pool, there's no Shadow Runeblade. So I feel like we've maybe got a new Shadow Runeblade incoming. When that will be, I don't know. But they clearly expect it to be soon. Or by the time Chain gets um, Living Legended out. <laughs> Actually, just before we move on, I put it in my notes. So I'm going to say it. I would just like to point out that reading Seeds of Agony... 
basically has the exact same ability as Bramble Spark for Briar, and they ain't banned that. <laughs> I would just like to point that out. Um, so, we've got some big changes as well in Blitz. The Blitz format, James White basically went on record saying the format is too quick. We want it to be quicker than Classic Constructed. We don't want it to be this quick. It needs to be like three, four turns, not like one, two turns, because that's just ridiculous. So they made some big changes here. Um, one of the first announcements was that Big Vis, uh, Visrai, the young hero, has actually now achieved enough points to become a living legend. So he will, as of um, at the second, the day this is released, he will become the first living legend in Flesh and Blood, which is kind of a bit bittersweet, because Viserai is the deck I've been playing as the most. Young hero Viserai as well, because most of my play is in Blitz. So I kind of have mixed feelings. I'm kind of glad he's going. But at the same time, it's really sad because I kind of don't want him to go. Because, <laughs> um, I mean, I went Norton 4 with him at the skirmish at just playing Liverpool. And I, I walked out of there in a strop. Well, I didn't walk out in a strop, but when I left, I had a bit of a strop. And, and I, I took him apart, put him all back in the folder. And I was like, never playing him. I'll, I'll try him again down the line. Didn't think about the living legend. And then they announced it. So I actually took him with me to the armory at Geek Retreat in Northwich. Um, and I went two, naught, and one. Yeah, got two wins, a draw, uh, no losses, and a draw. Um, which I was pretty happy with, although of course the the guys there accidentally made a bobo and and have me down as one win, one loss, and one draw. <laughs> but you know, yeah, I'm not getting invited to a pro tour for my 90 day experience, so I'm not too not too worried about that. Um, but so now he's gone, along with his um, a Nebula Blade will now be gone as well. The new changes that came into effect with the Fab 2.0 announcement. Uh, joining it, along with its CC counterpart, Awakening is also banned in Blitz. I imagine that's for the same reasons, especially in a format that's that fast. The Guardian just lets you old him or bra well, it just be old him. Old him just lets you beat on him for a turn. Next turn, he plays Awakening, brings out a massive attack, defends next turn. The turn after throws big attack, and you sit there looking like an idiot. So yeah, I, I kind of get it. Um, heart and cross strap is now banned so heart and cross strap is a common piece of equipment essentially you pop it to make your next attack lowered by two cost i get this i've pretty much got it in any blitz deck that i didn't have like a majestic or legendary equipment for so i had it in uh, my mate's prism deck i had it in uh, my reinar blitz deck even though i do have the brute specific one the heart and cross strap was just better so it opens up some horrible attacks when you've got cards like um, Herald of Tenacity for Prism, which is zero cost because it's only two costs. So you pop this, it's zero. Big Swing, one of the new big cards for Reinar. It's two cost. Pop this, couple of copies of Barrage and Beat Down, throw Swing Big. Yeah, you're um, not in for a good day. So yeah, I think it, it probably needed to be gotten rid of moving forward. So they also did the same thing with Season of Agony. They moved it to the suspended list again till Young Chain becomes a living legend. Not sure how far Chain is up in that. Not hundred percent. I don't think Chain's generally the guy you see in Blitz. He's 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 a little too slow for Blitz, I think. Some other changes. So 
this is where it gets interesting. So we have a snap, a snap back, which was suspended until the end of Skirmish Season 5. Now, I don't know much about Wizard, but this card essentially, from my understanding, does an arcane damage to an opponent. Then, if they've already taken arcane damage, you can play Snapback as if it's an instant. So, on top of this, you all, they've also suspended Stir the Aether Wind for the same period of time. That basically says your next non-attack is considered an instant if you've dealt arcane damage. And then the next lot of arcane damage does extra arcane damage. So I feel, my understanding here is they, again, they're trying to slow the game. So there's been some reports of people playing Kano where they've won like turn nil. So the opponent is going first, Kano triggers his ability, plays a load of cards and wins wins on player one's first turn. So I think they've made a good decision there to try and slow that wizard bombardment which I think makes um, a lot of sense so I, I, I do kind of agree with that Sonata Arcanics uh, a huge huge suspension in the Blitz format until the end of Skirmish Season 5 the same as the uh, the, Kano st- uh, the wizard stuff I agree with this as well, if I'm completely honest. Although I like the card, it does allow for a lot of interactions on the back of it. Uh, one example in James White's um, article is is meet and greet. So yeah, once you've played, once you've dealt an arcane damage, meet and greets get go again. And if you're doing that big massive sort of one after the other turn, um, yeah. <laughs> and one thing to think about as well is that a blood sheath isn't gone from blitz it's only gone from constructed so getting rid of sonata is is probably the better option there then we've got oh yes one additional banning before we before we go anywhere which actually is a bit weird it doesn't come into effect until june 24th where all these suspensions living legends and bans come in on may 2nd the the final banning actually doesn't come in until mid-June, well, end of June. So it's a bit down the line. Uh, the common equipment are Stubby Hammerers. It's been a staple in my dash deck for ages, so I'm going to be quite sad to see it go. But essentially, you you pop it, all your attack actions with 3 or less base damage get plus 1 damage that turn. So in dash, if you think about all those low-level attacks that dash has, you suddenly have a, a lot more teeth. And if you're doing a big boost turn... You're on, you're on fire. So I, I think it's probably one of them cards that was going to get banned eventually anyway. But it's inter- it'll be interesting to see why they've decided to ban it from the date the Uprising is due to be released. That will be interesting. So when I see a few more of the cards being spoiled, it'll be very interesting to see which ones we're going to get the most interaction with this and how that will impact, or how it would have impacted the game. Because we've... Well, we'll go into a little bit with with the Uprising segment next. But yeah, I think potentially with the new Ninja Hero, potentially there's some interactions there. But we'll we'll wait and see. It won't matter because you won't get to play it anyway. But it would still be quite fun to see how that could have, uh, how that could have reacted. Um, so that's really it for the... I don't think I've missed anything. Yeah. 
covered them all. Yeah. So again, some big hits in CC. Some some pretty solid hits there in Blitz. Trying to just bring the the pace down so we're not all racing to get to the finish, and trying to you know enjoy the game a little bit more. I'm all for that because when I played in just uh, just playing in Liverpool, even though I had some a couple of good games, a couple of my games were really quick, and it was kind of just me sat there going, "Oh great, wonderful, it, yeah, just not a fun experience." Um, so we'll go for a quick break. We'll come back and we'll go into the latest uh, set, uh, Uprising. So we'll be right back. Welcome back. Okay, uh, last segment. <laughs> then we'll get out of here and let you enjoy the rest of your week. So, the Uprising set was mentioned briefly in the Fab 2.0 article. Basically, they were saying that it was going to be in line with the new distribution method, so no first edition, just going to go straight in with the set. Not long after the Fab 2.0 announcement, there was some lore pieces floated around, one of which featured Icelander, the elemental wizard who was released in Everfest. So, this then led into some spoilers <laughs> for the upcoming Uprising set. So we got... An, a, a new art of young Icelander, an adult version of Icelander, and two specialisation cards for Icelander. On top of this, we also got some Ice Wizard, Elemental Wizard, Ice cards revealed too, which are all very, very nice, and everyone's going crazy about them. The last spoiler, we got Thor, which was noted as a draconic action attack now this is where people started losing their minds <laughs> so as a follow on from this we then got another sort of mini lore segment which basically turned into the official um, announcement of Uprising so what is Uprising? it's another standalone set what that means essentially it's in the same veil as sort of Tales of Aria so it can be done in, in sealed, it can be done in draft you've got those sort of limited formats that are available so the pack size will be like 15 cards, 15, 16 cards. And so you can do it with draft and, and sealed. It will be going with the new format, as I mentioned. So no first edition. We're going straight in with the normal edition. We are introducing the new um, Marvels for uh, Rarity, which are the alt art or extended art or cards. One thing that is noted actually on the product sheet, which I was pretty chuffed about, is they're going to continue with the paper wrappers, so you can recycle all your open packs, which I think is super cool. What's happening in Uprising? So essentially this time we're travelling to Volcor, so we're moving out of Aria, and we're going to uh, Volcor, which is now, by the sounds of it, plunged into a, a civil war with the common folk attempting to uh, assert the dictatorship currently in charge. We are getting a new ninja hero called Fi, or I'm assuming it's called Fi, and we have a new illusionist in the form of Dromai. So Dromai appears to have the draconic talent trait, so very much similar to light and shadow. We did get the card spoiled, the, the Thor card, so that will clearly be a card that she can play. We also got to see... Um, Dragons, dragons have now been introduced into Flesh and Blood with the draconic talent trait. So we got to see the first dragon along with its Marvels version. 
um, this absolutely beautiful old like sort of full art card as opposed to just this little picture and then the border and everything. Um, it's absolutely beautiful. If you haven't checked it out, go check out the, the Flesh and Blood website because that's where all these uh, cards are. I'm not going to go through them all. The cards that have been spoiled, I'm not going to... That's not really the purpose of this. So, but yeah, go go check it out. The, the artwork is beautiful. Um, the first dragon is the uh, Dracona Optimi, which is a, a draconic illusionist dragon ally. So, mouthful in itself. Someone's clearly been watching Game of Thrones because, by the looks of it, Dromai is getting access to three different dragon ally cards. Um, and they all seem to be quite themed ones... So the optimizability is is very similar to sort of the opt mechanic. There's one that's got like tome in its name, so people think it's possibly going to be a draw effect. Um, the other one is it's got like a domina in its name, so people think it'll be like dominance, uh, dominant. So it'd be like maybe you won't be able to def only be able to defend with one from hand. So yeah, we'll see we'll see what happens there. But I think. They've clearly been watching Game of Thrones when they're coming up with the um, designs for these cards. So in essence, it looks like the Draconic is kind of like a fire trait, but without being fire. So we'll see what happens there. The uh, Ninja looks like he's almost got like... Um, so the image of the, the Illusionist has like a dragon in it, where the image of the Ninja has almost like a phoenix in it. And that's featured on the actual artwork of the pack. So people have been like, now, okay, is Draconic going to be for the Illusionist? Not for... Not for um, the Ninja. Is Ninja going to have something different? So potentially there's going to be like the three... The three factions going to have Ice in there representing Icelander. You know, Draconic in there for uh, Dromai and maybe something else for the for Fi. What that could be fun fun phonomic? I don't know. Whatever. But it, it looks like it's gonna be heavily fire influenced. And then you're gonna have your ice hero coming in and just whooping everyone anyway. So the pack art, as I mentioned, does look really cool. It's got sort of like a, a dragon versus a, a phoenix on it. Uprising. It's all very, very well themed to move into sort of the next part of the story, I guess. So we've had the the lightning, the ice, and the um, the earth. So now it's about different fighting fire with fire. I guess is probably going to be the theme of the pack. So it does seem to be like. Um, an all fire matchup because um, Dromai and, and uh, Fire are the only ones getting blitz decks. There's only two blitz decks this time around, which is probably a little bit of a, a easier entry point for someone just getting into the game rather than having. Because my understanding was, I never played them off the Tales of Aria decks, but my understanding was they were all good again. They were all kind of good in a circle, um, but there were some bad matchups. <laughs> So I think it, just the one-on-one -on -one will be will be nice. I think one thing to note is that the borders on these draconic cards is very similar, if not pretty much the same as the border on the Kano specific cards, because Kano is of course from from Volcor, where this is all set. 
because there was a lot of speculation that we would see Kano making a comeback in this in this pack. He may still do. If he does, it's not been announced yet. They may be saving that for. I don't know. They may be saving that for the end. If they do, it will more than likely be kind of like a Kano star of the show kind of deal, where he probably is is elemental and he's got access to some cool stuff. We'll see. It doesn't. They've not really given a hint if they're going to be releasing any other heroes. There is kind of this thing that it's just going to be the three, the two Blitz decks and Icelander is kind of like a bit of a um, an outsider. Dark Horse kind of choice. Now, I'm not going to lie. This set... I mean, it's not hitting me. I'm not going to lie. The artwork is that they've been spoiling is beautiful. The, the lore that they've released has been pretty cool. But I don't play Wizard. So I have absolutely zero interest in getting any Wizard stuff. Elemental, Ice or otherwise. I don't play Illusionist. So getting my stuff is would be sheerly for aesthetics, but I'm not going to pay the money that that will probably be asked for for the um, the Marvels dragons, because that's just going to be I imagine a very very pricey endeavor, just not happening. I do have Ira built, so I do have Ninja, but I only really have her for Blitz. I don't really want to play Ninja. It was just. A faction that I just picked up quite a lot of stuff through when buying packs. So I just kind of built Ira to kind of fill in the gaps in my Blitz decks. To, so people could play. So I'm not really 100% sold on, on going the Phoenix Ninja or Draconic Ninja or whatever it will be. I don't think I'm really interested in that. I think I would need to wait and see. I think I'd need to wait and see what, what else is spoiled I think. I think that's going to be the the sort of next thing. So yeah, I mean, I could buy the the pre-comblitz decks and just kind of keep them as stand standalones, maybe as intro pieces. But I don't, I don't really feel like that's possibly what worth doing when I already have enough stuff to do intro decks anyway. They haven't announced if there's going to be any generics in the pack. So Tales of Aria, I didn't really have any. Obviously, I like the equipment. Um, and Everfest brought in a few generics. They haven't really announced if they will. If there are going to be three elements in this deck, in this set, I kind of feel like there's not going to be any generics. So again, probably a case of I might be buying bulk singles as opposed to sealed products with this set. I'll have to wait and see. I do want the ice cards because I do have all them, so I do need ice cards for all them. So I'll happily pick up the ice cards to fill my fill the slots. Um, but yeah, I, I can't see me buying the boosters or, the, or I can't really see me buying the decks either. We'll see though. I will wait a little bit longer to see what comes up in the spoilers. They are they have announced that there will be a spoiler season leading into it, so I imagine there'll be plenty of people out there who'll be getting um, uh, cards to uh, show people, and um, that'd be pretty cool to see. It was really fun with Everfest seeing all the spoilers coming out. I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing what they do this time. I'm hoping this set can, may potentially convince some people to get into the game. Um, my mate Stu really likes the Illusionist class, but he's kind of been put off with Prism because of how she doesn't really do much in Blitz. Uh, my mate Bleatman has shown a massive interest in the Ninja class, so I don't know, maybe this is the set where they both come in and say 
this is for me um, so we'll see what happens um, so that actually is everything I don't think there's anything else I really want to go into um, so this has been your fab news update <laughs> I'm going to try and um, not do so many episodes for, for Flesh and Blood I, I love the game, I love the game a lot but yeah um, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll move on to the next topic next week um, so that'll be it for this episode you can catch us on Instagram, Big Boss Book Club Twitter, Big Boss 010 Facebook Big Boss Book Club. Um, are you looking at getting into the next stage of the, the Flesh and Blood universe? Are you looking forward to travelling through Volcor and Uprising? Um, are you looking forward to getting one of these heroes on the table? I'm getting, seeing a lot of people getting hyped for, for Icelander and probably even more people getting uh, excited for Dromai now with the dragon thing. People are losing their minds over the dragon thing. You know, let me know. Again, Big Boss Book Club, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Let me know. I'm Big Boss. Thank you so much for listening. I'm out. Enjoy the rest of your week. Peace.